Hey everyone, welcome back to the Monclova Baptist Church podcast. We're thankful that you joined us today. Hey, if you would do us a favor at the end of this episode, make sure that you follow us on our social, Instagram and Facebook, and subscribe to our YouTube channel and hit that bell button so that you get notified every time that we post new content. If you also want to stay connected with us beyond Sunday morning, make sure that you download the MRBC app on the Google Play Store or the App Store. Now let's dive in. Well, amen. Thank you for the singing this morning. Uh, pray for Richard. He called me last night and he has been sick this weekend. So I appreciate uh, those that are here singing today and uh, made some adjustments last minute today. So I appreciate all of their hard work. First Thessalonians chapter number five, if you would please. First Thessalonians five. Everybody doing all right today? You seem a little quiet today. Everybody all right? How many of you are having a great day today? All right. It doesn't seem like it. How many of you are not having a good day today? One of you? All right. How many of you, yeah, it's okay. It's all right. How many of you are cold? All right. How many of you are hot? All the ladies over 60 said, amen. (laughs) Wow, that'll get me in trouble. That'll get me in trouble. I've already got most of their Christmas cards, so I'm good. I'm good. (laughs) I want to remind you today at four o'clock, we have a a church business meeting. And if you're a member of our church, I want to invite you to that. It won't be long. We just have uh, some things we want to look at um, that we want to discuss with you. And um, so we appreciate you being here. Take place in building B uh, across the parking lot. So I look forward to seeing you there at four o'clock. That way you can be done and have dinner and um, then we'll start our week. What a good week it's going to be. It's going to be a busy week, um, but uh, I, I'm thankful. Today, today is um, probably the last day of this year, last Sunday of this year, that um, we'll all be together like this. I know next week there'll be some that are traveling and uh, our minds are going to be on uh, Christmas and we'll have a Christmas message And so this coming weekend will be a busy weekend for us. And then the following weekend is New Year's weekend. And um, so that'll be a a busy day. Um, The deacons are normally out drinking till midnight on that night. And so I hope they'll be in church Sunday morning. (laughs) Uh, So I've got all the ladies over 60 and the deacons mad at me now. My goal, I'm going to get all of you mad at me before this service is over today. Um, as long as I don't make my wife mad at me, but, um, it's been a, it's been a wonderful year. We have seen almost, um, I I don't know the exact number, but almost 20 or so baptized just in the last two months with the one today as well. So God's been good to us and, um, he's been faithful and I I'm thankful for that. And, uh, God has allowed us to see people saved and people added to our church and uh, we, we're glad you're here, and we're glad that God has brought new people here. We're glad that God has kept older members here, and uh, we're excited what God's going to do here in this new year as well. And uh, I, I'm, I praise the Lord for that. I thank the Lord for this church. This has been a, uh, a great year for some, and I know for others it's been a difficult year. Um, for some, they've added to their to our families, I think of like the Ikeepas there. They were at our house last evening and the little baby was there and we were passing that baby around. And 
I was holding the baby and that baby filled his diaper right there. I mean, I had him for three seconds and, um, and uh, I gave him right back, gave him right back. And then there's some, there's some that it's been a difficult year. You know, I think of people like Jim Williams and the Wileys and Spencer family. We've lost good, good families in our church, good people that have been with our church a long time and have labored in our church and served in our church and um, special people. It's been a, it's been a difficult year for some. It's been a, it's been a wonderful year for others. And we're thanking the Lord for that. And uh, 2023 will be the same. It'll be a good year for some. It'll be a difficult year for others. And we don't know. Uh, we don't know what it's going to bring. But also 2023 could be the year that Jesus Christ returns as well. And no matter where you're at in this life, if you know Jesus Christ as your Savior, you'll be with him for all of eternity. And that is what we live for. And that's why we're here today. And that's why we're faithful. I want to I bring to you this message today out of 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. And uh, let's read together verse number 1 of 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. But of the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I write unto you. For you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord cometh as a thief in the night. For when they shall say peace and safety then sudden destruction cometh upon them as travail upon a woman with child and they shall not escape. But ye brethren are not in darkness that that day should overtake you as a thief. You are all the children of light and the children of the day. We are not of the night nor of the darkness. Therefore let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober for they that sleep sleep in the night and they that be drunken are drunken in the night. But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love and for the helmet, hope of salvation. And for God hath not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him. I want to bring your attention to verse number nine again, for God hath not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ. This is the, the reason for Christmas morning so that we would obtain salvation through Jesus Christ. That's why we have a, a manger and, and uh, they tell me that there'll be a baby in there next week. Um, that's why we have the, the nativity scenes. That's why we celebrate Christmas is because of the Savior, Jesus Christ. And because salvation only comes through Jesus Christ. And that was something that Paul is writing to the church to comfort them. In verse number uh, 18 of chapter 4, Paul says, Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. In verse number 11 of chapter number 5, he says, Wherefore, comfort yourself together and edify one another, even also ye do. He is saying, This is the reality. Jesus Christ is coming again. Jesus came to this world for one reason. That was to give us everlasting life, to give us salvation. And that we are to then look to him for hope, for peace. And I come to first Thessalonians today, because as we read in this passage of scripture, we read the reason of the Christmas morning. 
Paul gives to the church a, a beautiful exhortation to conclude this epistle. We've been studying through this epistle over the last several weeks, and, and I debated. I was back and forth and in studying, and as I was studying through chapter 5, I thought, this is the reason for Christmas morning. Verse number 9 tells us. Sometimes we think we've got to go to Matthew or to Luke to, to have a Christmas message, but the reality is this. All through the New Testament, we find the reason for Christmas. We find the reason for Jesus Christ. We find the joy of the birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ. And we find it in verse number nine. But to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ. There, this church is such a, a unique church, but I believe this. We find that every church today is, will find themselves in the same place. This church, they're experiencing life. Life. And for some, as I mentioned to begin with, for some today, life, you could say, is just wonderful. For others, life has its heartaches. For some, they're looking at a, a stellar year in business, and others, maybe it's been a horrible year. For some, they have, have gone to the doctor, got their annual checkup, and they are healthy. Others... There was some signs of cancer or some other difficulties and life. For some, we've added family members and for some family members have passed and now are in glory. It's life. And this church is experiencing the same things that we are today. And the Apostle Paul is reminding them the reason that we celebrate the, the birth of Christ or the reason why we celebrate Jesus Christ is because of the salvation that we have through him. And he's reminding them, he's exhorting them to keep their focus and their attention on what is really matters, and that is eternity. And this, this last Sunday that we'll be together like this, because the next two Sundays, next Sunday is Christmas, and I know there'll some, be some folks traveling, be a different type of service. I just want to talk to you today and encourage you today as your pastor, as we conclude this year, as we anticipate this upcoming year, I want to keep our focus and our attention on the salvation of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This church is experiencing trials. This church is experiencing suffering. This church is even experiencing persecution. And I, I know this, that we will one day, and it could be this upcoming year, that we will experience persecution. And I, and I church, I, I want you to know this. We're closer to that than we've been before as a church. There are things that are happening within our own country that persecution is going to come. We see it coming in this. I want you to understand this though, church, that persecution, although it may be foreign to us, it wasn't foreign to other believers. It wasn't foreign to the first century church. They suffered persecution and they endured persecution and they thrived through persecution because they kept their attention on eternity and upon Jesus Christ. We must do the same. 
I want us to remind you today this, that as Jesus came as a babe in the manger, that Jesus Christ is coming again, but not as a babe. This time he's coming as the King of Kings and as the Lord of Lords. The day of the Lord, we will, is going to come. He is coming again. We see in verse number uh, 16 and 17, go with me to chapter four, just uh, a page over there in your Bibles. The Bible says this, and I want to remind you, this is what Paul is anticipating. This is what the church is anticipating. And this is what we must keep our focus on. Every single one of us here today must keep our focus, must keep our attention. No matter what you're going through, if you have the the heaviest of hearts this morning, if you have the saddest of hearts this morning, or you are rejoicing in the Lord this morning, let's commit to keeping our attention on this. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout with the voice of the archangel, with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. And he says, comfort one another with these words. The reality is this, Jesus Christ is coming again. And when he comes, there's going to be a shout that's going to be given, a trumpet's going to sound, and we are going to meet our Savior forever. We are never going to suffer again. We're never going to go through heartache again. We're never going to experience death again. We're never going to experience pain again. We are going to be with our Lord and Savior forever. As we think about the Christmas season, him coming as a babe, when he comes back again, he is coming as the victor. He is coming back as the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, and he will reign forever. And we praise the Lord for that. This babe in the manger is going to return as king. And so this morning, I want us to see Paul's reminder or his exhortation of encouragement. The first thing I want us to see this morning, Paul's exhortation of encouragement to the believer He says in verse number one of chapter five, but of the time and the seasons, brethren, ye have no need that I write unto you for you, for yourselves know perfectly that day of the Lord. So cometh as a thief in the night. Now, what is Paul saying? Paul is saying to them, I'm not going to write to you and start telling you the date that Jesus is going to come. There has been some over the uh, period of time that have actually said Jesus is coming on this day. And and I believe that you can look into the heavens and and, and some of the signs are going to be there. Obviously, the signs have, uh, uh, the heavens have uh, told us of the return of, of, or the coming of Jesus. The babe was born, the the star that was in the sky and the, the wise men that saw that star, they realized this, that the babe was born. Why? Because they understood the Bible. And realize this, that that star said that this signified that the birth of a savior, the king of kings had come. And so we know that the the heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament showeth his handiwork. But there is no time that we know as man that Jesus Christ is going to come again. So if one says to you this, it's on this day or this time or this season or this year, listen to me, that person is not using the word word of God to relay that truth to you. That person is relaying that in their own mind, in their own heart. I want to warn you of that. And that's what Paul is saying in verse number one. I'm not going to, I'm not going to commit to you a time. 
Because Paul didn't know. Matter of fact, Jesus Christ doesn't even know. The only one that knows, Jesus even said, that is committed to his father. He's the only one that knows. Jesus is anticipating that day, but there's coming a day when the father says, it is time. And I want you to know this, that it's not changing. It's not, it's not dependent upon anything. God, from the foundation of the world, knew when he's going to send his son. It was no mistake that Jesus came on that Christmas morning. And it'll be no mistake when Jesus comes again as king of kings kings and Lord of lords. God is just long-suffering, not willing that any should perish, but all should come to repentance. But that day is sealed in the heart of God, and he knows, even though no man knows the day nor the hour, that day is going to come. And when that day comes, God is going to say, go get your bride. And Jesus Christ, he is coming again. We rejoice in this. And Paul exhorts them with this encouragement. Just because you don't know the day doesn't mean that it's delayed. Doesn't mean that Jesus is delaying his coming or God is delaying it. No, Jesus is coming again. I want you to go with me to Matthew chapter 25, if you would please. Matthew chapter 25. We're going to be in several different passages of scripture today. If you're not able to get there, that's fine. Just write those down. You can go back and study those. But I want us to see what the Bible says about the return of Jesus Christ. Jesus said this to his disciples in Matthew 25, verse number 13. Watch therefore, for ye know neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man cometh. Watch therefore. Now, oftentimes what we do, we look at the second part of that verse that we don't know the day or the hour that the son of man cometh. We don't know when Jesus is coming again, but the Bible also says this, Jesus says, watch, meaning this, be ready, anticipate this day, be busy on this day, be working for this day. Don't let him come and find us sleeping. Don't let him come and find us doing something else. When he comes, we ought to be working and laboring for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, preparing for that day when we see our Savior face to face. He says, watch, but no man knoweth the day nor the hour. I'll remind you, go with me to the book of John, John chapter number 14. John chapter 14, Jesus is also speaking. You know this passage of scripture, very familiar passage of scripture for many. Jesus tells of the place in heaven where he goes and he prepares a place for us. And look with me in John 14 when he says this in verse number three. And if I go and prepare a place for you, what does he say? I will come again. And receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. Jesus Christ, Paul, is just confirming in 1 Thessalonians what Jesus said was already going to happen. Paul is saying, Jesus is coming. We don't know when. I don't know the time. I don't know the season. And we're not even going to be busy talking about that. But I want to remind you, I want to exhort you, I want to encourage you that he is coming again. Be ready. Be ready. Jesus said, watch. 
because I'm coming again. And he says this, I'm coming again to receive you unto myself that where I am, there ye may be also. As sure as Jesus Christ came the first time as a babe in the manger, Jesus Christ is coming again as the victor for those that know him as their savior. We don't know when but our heavenly father does in church. That's what we can take comfort in. There's been so many things this past year that has happened to many in our life. I, I think of even my own life. There's been so much this past year. One of the difficult years for me in, in life and in ministry has been this past year, this year been difficult, not just only sending my son away and, and um, uh, that's difficult, but, but uh, uh, not being able to see him and a marriage and, and then just even my own, my own personal uh, life, just things that are happening within my mind and my heart and not, not sure. You ever, you ever just not sure. But one thing I do know is our heavenly father's in control. I talked to my son yesterday and he was telling me about, his life and things that are happening and got off the phone. I was a little nervous, but I am so glad that when I got off that phone, I said to my Lord and savior, God, I am so glad that you are in control. I'll tell you, there's times that we can get disturbed. There's times that we're not sure of the future. There's times that we can get discouraged. There's the unknown of life. There's the difficulties of life. But one thing that we can always take confidence in, and that is this, our heavenly father knows and he cares. Nothing takes our heavenly father by surprise. The creator of this universe. And as I think about that so often, I've thought about this and I've used that as an illustration many a times. This is our heavenly father. This is our God who took nothing and spoke it into existence. I mean, think about how powerful that is. I've tried to take things and make things and it doesn't turn out very well. I'll follow the ingredients. I'll take butter and salt and sugar and flour and throw it in the oven and then throw it in the trash. I mean, I have all the ingredients and I even have the, the, the formula, the ingredients that you put together and this is what it's supposed to be. And I fail. God had nothing there's no such thing as matter and atoms and, and, and nothing. Where there was nothing, it wasn't even a blank canvas. There was no canvas. There was nothing. And God just simply said, I want there to be a son. And he spoke it and that son came into existence. He said, I want there to be an animal. And he spoke it and it came into an existence. He said, I want there to be waters and oceans and seas. And he spoke it and it came into an existence. And then he bent over and formed man and breathed into man the, the, the life. And man became a living soul. All of that done by our creator. All of that done by our God. God, and he is the one that holds all of this together. And when I need comfort and when I'm discouraged and I don't know what the future holds and when death knocks at the door and when cancer knocks at the door and when discouragement is there and when suffering comes, I know this, my heavenly father holds it all together and he's there to comfort us. 
And none of that delays the coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. None of it. And so we see, first, we see Paul in his exhortation to encourage us. Secondly, I want you to see this. Paul's exhortation was a reminder for us to stay faithful. Church, I want to encourage you with this today. I want to encourage you with this. Because we're humans. And discouragement can cause us to be unfaithful. There's people that you served with. There's people that you've prayed with. There's people that you've worshiped with. There's people that you've taught with. There's people that you've sang with. There's people that you've gone out telling people about Jesus and you've done different outreach ministries with. There's people that you have eaten with. There's people that you vacationed with. There's people that you have done life with that are no longer faithful to the Lord Jesus Christ. And I'm not saying that today to, to, to badmouth them. I'm saying that today as a warning to us because by God's grace, it could be us. It could be us. And Paul reminds the church to stay faithful to the end. And on this Sunday morning, as we look in closing out this year and anticipate this upcoming year, I want to plead with you like Paul pleads with the church to stay faithful to the end. Stay faithful to the return of Jesus Christ. Stay faithful. Don't let discouragement and don't let suffering and don't let sorrow keep you. Don't let sin, don't let anything keep you from serving and staying faithful to the end to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Look with me in verse number three. He says this, for when they shall say peace and safety, then suddenly destruction cometh upon them as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. He's speaking of those there that do not know Jesus Christ as their savior. He's not speaking to the, to the saved. He's speaking to those that are crying out for, for peace. And we see that in our world today. They're, they're longing. Our world longs for peace. Our world is longing for safety. They're doing everything they can for peace and safety. And you know what it brings? War fighting. It's all it continues to bring because I want you to understand this morning, there is only one way that mankind will ever experience peace. And it is nothing that man can think up in his own mind. It is nothing that money can buy. It's nothing that a government can put together. It's no treaty that can be signed. It only comes through the precious blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Peace only comes through Jesus Christ. It only comes through him. Paul says this in verse number four, but ye brethren, ye brethren are not in darkness. So we're not searching for peace in money. We're not searching for peace and security. We're not searching for peace in a, in a job. We're not searching for peace in the things that this world has to offer. Because if that's what you're wanting, you'll always be longing. You'll always be searching. You'll never be satisfied. But we, brethren, are not in darkness. So that day should not overtake you as a thief. It's not going to surprise us. So he says in verse five, ye are all the children of light in the children of the day. We are not of the night nor the darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep 
as others do all uh, do uh, as as do others. But let us watch and be sober. Paul says the same thing that Jesus says. Paul is specifically talking about the return of our Savior, Jesus Christ. He's saying this. He's coming again. Comfort yourself. We don't know when, and we don't know the time, and we don't know the season, and we're not going to be busy talking about trying to come up with that time. We're just going to be simply busy watching. Jesus said this. Remember what we read in Matthew. Watch. Watch. Paul is saying to the church the same thing, but Paul also says, watch and be sober or be this, be minded upon eternity. Don't let the things of this world, don't let anything keep your attention and your focus off anything other than the return of Jesus Christ. Don't let the things of this world get your focus. Don't let discouragement keep your focus. Don't let pain keep your focus. Don't let suffering keep your focus. Keep your focus. Be sober-minded. Be thinking always upon the return of your Savior, Jesus Christ. Be faithful to the end. Be faithful. He says, therefore, let us not sleep, in verse 6, as do others, but let us watch and be sober. For they that sleep, sleep in the night, and they that be drunken are drunken in the night. Verse number 8, but let us, but let us, This is Paul's plea to them. But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love and for a helmet, the hope of salvation. He's saying this, it is up to us to stay faithful. It's a decision that you must make for God hath not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, listen to me. The world is going to get worse. Listen to me. The world is going to cry for peace and all they're going to get is war. The world is going to cry for safety and there'll be no safety. We look at all the things that are happening around this world, the cities across this nation, the crime is filling these cities. It is just murder is filling these cities. Lust is filling our country. And all of these things are getting worse. But I want you to know, as they're trying to find safety, as they're trying to find peace, we have peace. And it's in our Savior, Jesus Christ. Hear me, church, we don't have to wait till we see Jesus to have peace. We have peace today. We're not holding on. We're not holding on by by a thread, hoping that it all works out. We are anchored and secure in our Savior, Jesus Christ. Things aren't falling apart in our life. God is in control. Jesus is coming back. Have peace in the fact that God knows and Jesus is coming again. Paul reminds them or he exhorts them, stay faithful to the end. I want you to go with me to John chapter 14, if you would please. John 14. John 14, verse number 27. Jesus said this. John 14, 27, peace, I leave with you. I'll miss that. He doesn't say peace, I will give to you one day. He doesn't say peace you'll have when you see me again. He says, peace, I leave with you. It's available to you. 
in your current situation, there's Jesus Christ. In your deepest heartache, there's Jesus Christ. In your deepest sorrow, there's Christ. In your deepest unknown, there's Christ. No matter what you're going through in life, there is Christ and he's with you. He says, I'm leaving this with you. Peace I leave with you and my peace I give you. He says peace and then he shares with us what peace he's talking about. He says, my peace What peace is that? The peace that I have because of our father in heaven. The peace that we have that, uh, that, 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 that overcomes all trials that passeth all understanding peace. I give unto you, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. He is not speaking here of just when you get to heaven. He's not speaking here of when he comes again, then we'll have no more trouble. Then we'll have no more fear. No, he says, I've got something of, available to you right now in the midst of this world, in the midst of this confusion, in the midst of all that's going on around us, we as Bible believing, born again, children of God, we can have peace. Listen to me. Don't let the news knock you off course. Don't let the events of this world keep you sidetracked. Listen, I know there's wars that are going on in all the world. And, and I, I know that there's, there's heartache that's happening in all the world. But we as Bible-believing Christians, we look at it as opportunities to share Jesus Christ. To show the love of Christ. To stay faithful. To stay encouraged. To stay grounded. I believe this in 2023, in just a couple weeks, we're going to see that calendar turn over and a new year is going to begin. You know what I believe? That you can have peace in your marriage because of Jesus Christ. I believe that you can have peace, parents, in raising your children because of Jesus Christ. You can have the peace in the midst of every storm because of Jesus Christ. We can have peace in our homes because of Jesus Christ. All the world may be falling apart, but we we that know Jesus Christ as our savior, we have peace. And because Jesus says, I give it to you. It comes from him. It comes from the one that is in control. It comes from the one that has defeated death. It comes from the one that has been raised to life. It comes from the one that has paid our sin debt. He says, my peace, I give unto you. Jesus Christ is peace. And he gives this to us. We don't have to wait to see Jesus at his coming to find peace. He's offering it to us today. Go with me to Matthew chapter 11, if you would, please. Matthew chapter 11. We're round in third, heading to home. You ready to slide in? Matthew chapter 11, verse number 29. Jesus said this, take my yoke upon you and learn of me for I am meek and lowly in heart and ye shall find rest or peace unto your souls. The soul that's hurting the most today, you can find peace in Jesus Christ. 
If you've never trusted Christ as your savior, he is the answer. He is the one that you'll find eternal peace, eternal rest in. And those that do know Jesus Christ as your savior, we don't have to go through this world troubled. We don't have to go through this world afraid. We have peace and we have rest in our savior. And Jesus says this, take my yoke upon you and learn of me for I am meek and lowly in heart and ye shall find rest under your souls. Listen to me, there's some troubled people here today. You need to find rest in Jesus Christ. There's some troubled marriages today. You need to find rest in Jesus Christ. Some of you parents today, you need to find rest in Jesus Christ. Some of you are so worried about work and some of you are so worried about things that are out of your control and they're keeping your focus off of Christ. They're robbing you of your joy. They're robbing of your peace. And Jesus says, come unto me. All ye that labor and are heavy laden, I'll give you rest. He'll give you rest that no one else can give. I love first Peter chapter five, verse number seven, casting all your cares upon him for he careth for you. We know the Bible tells us that he loves us for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son all through the Bible. You'll find that God is love. God loves us. But also we find in that passage of scripture, he not only loves us, he cares about us as well. He cares. That means this, he's there to meet our needs. He's there to comfort. He's there to guide. He's there to help. He's not allowing you to go through this world all by yourself. He's not wanting you to go through all of your problems all by yourself. He's not wanting you to endure the things of this world in your own strength, in your own power, all by yourself. He's there to comfort you. He's there to give you peace. He wants you to take all of your worry, all your anxiety, all of your fear, and cast it at the feet of Jesus Christ and say, carry this for me. I can't do it any longer. And he says, I will. I'll pick up your sorrow and carry you. That's our Savior, Jesus Christ. He says, I want to encourage you. And then he reminds us that we're the light of the world. Go with me to Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5. Verse number 14, he says, you are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father, which is in heaven. Ephesians chapter five, Ephesians chapter five. Let me read that for you. Ephesians five, eight, Paul tells the church for ye were sometimes darkness, but now you are the light in the Lord walk as children of light. Go back to first Thessalonians if you would please, Paul says this. Verse number five, you are the children of light, the children of the day. We are not of the night nor the darkness. Verse number eight, but let us who are of the day be sober, 
Let us watch. Let's be sober. The world will know Christ from the light that we give. Let your light shine. Church, I want to encourage you today to watch and be sober. There is work to do in this upcoming year. There are souls that need to be saved in this upcoming year. And church, let us watch. Let us be found faithful. There's churches to be started. There's churches that need to be uh, revived. There's, there's, there's Bono Baptist Church and scores of others in this greater Toledo area that need the help of a strong church that's willing to be a light. Oh, listen to me, church, there's work to do. I want to encourage you, be found faithful. Be found faithful. There's a mission field to be reached. Let's get involved. Church, I want you to find a place to serve and do it till Jesus Christ comes again. Do it till Christ comes again. I tell you, I, one of the things I am so encouraged the most about when I come walking from my office across that parking lot, there's the same fellow that's been there for, I don't know, 106 years. standing in the middle of the parking lot, freezing cold, face covered. I don't know if he's greeting people or going to rob a bank after church. I don't know, but he's faithful. He's faithful. I walk up there and I see the guy look like he's a mobster dressed there and three or four guys that stand outside shaking hands, faithful. Come into, the, come into the door and how many of you got candy today? And all God's people said, amen. If you don't, you go through the wrong doors. You need to start going through the, the adult doors. Shaking hands. Come into the auditorium and there's people on cameras. I never know where Jeff's going to be on the camera, in the back, cleaning carpet. Who knows? He's faithful. He's faithful. People singing, people playing. I thought even today, I looked at Jen. There's 52 Sundays in a year. I don't know if Jen's missed a Sunday. Faithful. Nursery workers, Sunday school teachers. Faithful. Faithful. Let's decide that we are going to be faithful to the end. Let's decide that we're going to be faithful because Jesus Christ deserves our glory. He has come to this earth to give us salvation. And you and I are going to see him soon face to face. And my heart's desire is for our church to hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant. But it's a commitment that you have to make church. It's a commitment that you have to make. And how many of you are willing to make a commitment today that says this, no matter what 2023 brings, I'm going to keep my eyes upon the return of Jesus Christ. He's coming. I'm going to keep my focus. I'm going to watch. I'm going to be sober. I'm going to pray. I'm going to occupy till he comes. Jesus Christ is coming again, church. Stay faithful to the end. You just finished listening to a message from the preaching ministry at Monclova Road Baptist Church. 
If it was a help to you, make sure that you let somebody know about it. If you need help beyond this message, make sure that you follow us on Instagram or Facebook or check out our website, monclovabaptist.org. And we would love to connect with you there and help you with anything that you might need. Have a great week and we'll see you next time on the Monclova Baptist Church Podcast.